Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, Scott. Hey, Ellie. <sighs> happy, happy 4th of July. Oh, welcome to Born to Love, our podcast about all the things that we love. I'm Scott Eckert. I'm Ellie Kemper, and this is a podcast where Scott and I have guests on to talk about things that they love. It can be anything, Scott. It could be a holiday. It could be the 4th of July, which is today. Which is today. Cards on the table, Ellie. We're not actually recording this on the 4th of July. We're recording it about a week before. But you guys are probably, we hope, listening to it. The millions of listeners are listening to it on the 4th of July. And to all of you, I say, toast to America. I love it. Ellie, what, what do you think about the 4th of July? I hope that people have this blaring from their speakers. I'm not going to name any brands of speakers, but I hope that they have it blaring from their speakers Bose. as they've got that barbecue fired up and the burgers are grilling and the hot dogs and the vegan dogs are a firing. <laughs> <laughs> they're all firing. I hope they're firing up. I'm going to just take over, Ellie, because I got to tell you, Fourth of July, one of my favorite holidays of the year, in no small part because my wedding anniversary is on the 3rd of July. Yes. So I get to celebrate the birth of our nation and then also my own wedding like on the same holiday weekend. I got married. Obviously, you were there. I was a bridesmaid. You were a bridesmaid. But you were also there at the, my 4th of July party, weren't you? Do yes. you remember that party? Of course yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And to be honest with you, Scott, I somehow had forgotten that your anniversary, your wedding day was July 3rd. That's such a wonderful... Mine's July 7th. I'm not... I wasn't interrupting just to tell you that, but it happens to also be around the 4th of July, though not the day before. How smart of you, because you'll usually have that day off work. What's your favorite thing about the 4th of July, Ellie? Because I got to tell you, before we started recording, it seemed like you might be a little bit of a 4th of July hater. No, no, that is way too strong a term. I'm ambivalent. Let's do a quick round of love it or loathe it early, just you and me. Love it or loathe it, fireworks. Loathe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scott knew that. Uh, Scott what? knew that. Spoiler alert. Scott knew that. I'm going to say one thing, and this is supposed to be a buoyant, happy, joyful podcast, and it is. But I got to tell you one thing. I don't understand fireworks. I don't understand why people marvel at fireworks, which is a man-made thing of light. They're loud. They scare dogs. <laughs> they scare me if I'm asleep, especially in New York City. And I can't see them. All I can do is hear them. I don't see what is the big deal. Talk to me about what you love, Scott, because I don't want this to turn sour. Sour. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Ellie. I know. You've already re- what, what if people are listening to this as fireworks are exploding in the sky <laughs> and they're hearing you say, no, I'm not impressed by man. Ruined. I'm not impressed by his marbles. No. I'm not impressed by, but and maybe it's synced up. Maybe some town took the time between the release of this podcast and actual fireworks to sync up our voices so the explosions are going <laughs> off like in our pauses. Like right when you said that you didn't like them, it was one of those cracklers that's like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes up and then it goes, <laughs> Close your window. I'm hearing the fireworks outside. <laughs> it was very realistic. It was too realistic. <laughs> Scott, talk to us about what you love about the 4th of July. Well, first of all, I love America in a totally sincere no, way. I know Greatest that. country on earth, a big fan of freedom, liberty, all that. Obviously, we've made our mistakes, no doubt about it. But I think that it's good to strive for our better angels. And we're a better place to do it than the land of the free and the home of the brave. So shout out to America. I like that. I also like days off of work. I I don't like working. And the federal government says nobody's working. And if you do work, I think you get a little bit of extra money. If anybody's listening to this podcast on the 4th of July and you're working, I hope you're getting pay and a half. Those are both great things, America and days off. And I love the celebratory aspects of it. You don't like fireworks? I happen to. I think explosions in the sky are cool. They amaze me. I'm turned into a child all over again. When else are you seeing explosions in the sky except for maybe lightning and thunder? Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. What's the difference? Now where it's man-made lightning and thunder, Ellie. I'm completely out of control. With a firework, I'm watching some guy, Joe, send up his explosions of color and sparkle that he made. You're sitting too close, Ellie. If you're seeing Joe hitting the firing switch, you're too close. I usually sit right up close to the fireworks where they're loading them up. Well, I think that we put our (laughs) finger on it. Are you saying that you can't be amazed by anything, like by any work of man? I'm amazed by architecture. I'm amazed by art, by paintings, by sculpture, by something that requires thought. I am not amazed by what is like a chemical reaction and physics. No, I'm amazed by physics. Don't, don't paint me into a corner, you. Oh, you better get ready to be painted, Kemper. (laughs) I'm amazed by someone who can paint a wall very well. I'm not amazed by something that I just. But you, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. When you say someone painting a wall, you're not talking sort of Sistine Chapel. That's a ceiling I know. You're talking about literally someone putting a roller to a, a wall. Is that correct? Someone who does it well. Well, I specifically said that because I, ju- I I had just referred to painting myself into a corner and I thought, hey, that reminds me. Somebody who paints a wall well. That's impressive to me. That requires precision, accuracy, and discipline. You don't think that's and dis- firing? And discipline. <laughs> Firing high explosives requires discipline. It's wild 
It's some rebel who got a hold of the blue lights. And I don't know what goes into a firework. How do you make them explode? Do you know? That, that's part of the marvel, Ellie. There are a lot of things I don't know how they work. And that's what I think makes them amazing, right? Like we got computers in our hands. They send messages all across the, the air these days. I'm sitting here. I'm honestly trying to think, why, why am I not amazed by them? Because I'm amazed by so many things. If anyone's listening and shares my lack of amazement, I would love to know why. Maybe somebody can articulate it a little better than I can. I mean, I think you're doing a fine job of it. It's just you're not speaking my language. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. I love the 4th of July and you don't. And I love that we can do that in America. Uh, sometimes we can do that. Sometimes we don't do a good job doing that. You mean agreeing to disagree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, uh, subtext, read between the lines there. <laughs> Scott, I'm not going to be a Grinch on the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Grab a dog. I mean, that's something I think that we can all agree that we love on the 4th of July is cookouts and hot dogs yes. specifically, which brings us to our very special 4th of July guest. Jamie Loftus, writer, comedian, actor, podcast host. She's won an Emmy for her work on the Adult Swim show Robot Chicken. And she also co-hosts the award-winning podcast, The Bechdel Cast, as well as several limited series, including My Year in Mensa. But none of that is why we have Jamie on, Ellie. Nope. She's very funny, so I guess that that's one reason to have her on. But the real reason is that she's got a new book out called Raw Dog, The Naked Truth About Hot Dogs. And we're going to talk to her about how she was born to love hot dog eating contest. She was a world-class hot dog expert on the podcast today. What better day to have her than the 4th of July? Ellie, what do you have to say about Jamie? I love Jamie. And I love that she loves hot dog eating contest so much because I'd never given it much thought one way or the other. And I can't wait to hear more. So stick around and we'll talk with Jamie Loftus up next. Okay, you guys, we are here. We are back. We are here with the lovely aforementioned Jamie Loftus. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here talking about my favorite thing in the world. Which is the whole point of the show. So we're so happy. You love hot dog eating contests. I do. I'm very into it. I, I like to follow. I like to keep up with the drama. Mm -hmm. I like the history. I like it all. When did you first fall in love with hot dog eating contests? Not until a couple of years ago. I definitely like <laughs> dated guys who were like into chugging videos. What does that mean? Chugging <laughs> hot dogs? Or does that mean chugging beer? No, like I promise this is going somewhere. There's yes. a guy who's the chugging video guy who also competes in hot dog eating. So it sort of connects the two worlds. This guy, Badlands Booker, who's amazing. And so I've seen Badlands Booker chug so much like Diet Coke. <laughs> He's also a great like mentor. He's trying to get younger people into chugging. A chugging mentor. <laughs> it's really nice. I know so little about the chugging world. And not to be naive, <laughs> but one thing that immediately always strikes me, and with hot dog eating contests too, is that the champions tend to be so tiny, and I don't 
Uh, just, I mean, it's a very obvious question, and it's a wait a minute. Question. I'm sorry, I just have to pause. You're familiar with these chugging contests? I've heard of hot dog eating contests. I've seen them on ESPN and whatnot. But now I don't know that I'm familiar with chugging contests. Well, I'm not. <laughs> but you just said that these the winners of these contests are so small, and I'm impressed that you know that the hot dog ones. I mean, hot dog, but I was extending it to chug because I'm assuming that these winners are also small. I would assume that the winner of a chugging contest would be enormous. <laughs> you tell us, Jamie. <laughs> There's a range in chugging and in hot dog eating contests. I mean, Badland Booker is, is a bigger guy, but like chugging videos, I associate it with like middle school, yeah. like early, early YouTube and are still around. I don't think as many people care about them, or maybe I'm just not in middle school anymore. Right. I still love them, but I definitely <laughs> liked watching them. I have a strong memory of watching in the computer lab at school. They're like, look how much lemonade this guy can drink. Like, <laughs> it's really impressive. <laughs> the only chugging I'm familiar with is like chugging beer. Yeah. And not to like gender this activity because it's for everybody. It's for everyone. And should yeah. maybe be for nobody. But I do feel like there were a lot of boys at school who were like motivated by the chugging videos and then be like, I could do that at lunch right now and then try to chug a bunch of milk. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. My question remains, where does it all go? <laughs> so that is really difficult to find out. They don't want you to know really where it all goes. With hot dog eating, I have more insight into it because it's understandably a hot topic within the community. Like, is this going to kill us? And frankly, that's what scares me about my newfound knowledge of chugging. I think it's like statistically a bigger risk that you will choke over like explode. It hasn't been talked about very much within the professional eating community, 
But there are definitely whispers of long-term effects of this. What happens if you don't take care of your body through it? And it's like certainly not a death sentence, but it obviously would affect your health if that's your job. Right. But there's not really much studied about it. I struggled with it when I was doing research on it for my hot dog book because there was like a lot of like, is this eating so disordered that it could really hurt you, but it would only focus on women eaters when it was talking about it. So I'm like, I don't know how seriously to take this where they're like, well, obviously women eaters are all bulimic and something's wrong with them. Right. But Joey Chestnut is kind of an American God. He's kind of a hero. And what he's doing is very normal. Right. So you're like, well, I don't know how seriously to take it. This is like my hyper-specific hill to die on. It's like women hot dog eaters are ignored so thoroughly and have been increasingly ignored over time. It's really, really frustrating. And yeah, the way that their bodies are talked about within the sport are very different to the point where I'm sure there are legitimate concerns within those discussions, but they're so pointed that it's like hard to know how seriously to take it or how much bias is being brought to the table. Right, 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 right. Do women compete against men in these eating contests or there's women's categories like women's soccer versus men's soccer. Scott, I'm so glad you asked. This is another issue I'm passionate about. I'm talking specifically about the Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Most professional eating is still all gender contests. The Nathan's contest was all genders for decades. And then in 2011, the guy who is in charge of major league eating and of this contest intentionally split the contest into two. And it was a very diabolical and evil thing to do. He rounded up all the women, threw them a tea party at the plaza and was like, hey, everyone, we're splitting the contest now. Women are no longer going to be broadcast on ESPN. They'll be on ESPN 3. Their prize, if they win, will be $2,500 to the men's $10,000. And we got you a new belt and it's pink. And like, it was just like, evil, evil, evil. And that was like 10 years ago. That is diabolical. It's so overtly sexist. Any one of those things, I would have said, okay, that's not great. And then all of them at once. Is he still in charge? He is still in charge. He's still the commissioner of Major League Eating? Yes. His name is George Shea. I have a real bone to pick with him. The first like great hot dog eating champion of this contest was this guy, Takiro Kobayashi. He came over from Japan in the early 2000s and was the first hot dog eater who was like really fit. He had that kind of gross technique where he dips the bun in water and it turns into mush. It's pretty disgusting, but it works. And he was so popular and got a lot of people interested in the contest. But George Shea really wanted a white American champion. And that's sort of where, you know, Joey Chestnut, the man can eat 76 hot dogs. I've seen it. But George Shea, over a course of years, made Kobayashi's deals worse and worse and worse until he was essentially forced to leave the sport. So he doesn't even compete anymore. Why has George Shea not been dethroned? I wish I knew. In some ways, it's like, just not a lot of people know or care about the inner mechanics. He's kind of the only guy that's ever really been in charge of it on this scale. And also, he is kind of the face of the company, too, because he announces the entire contest. He is a really good showman. I wish someone would take him out. We shouldn't assassinate him, but... But he should. his commissionership should be stripped away. Yes, I agree. Yes. So when it was all gender, are... Are women just as good at eating as men? 
Do men have bigger eating stomachs? I'm not trying to say they made a good decision. It seems like he obviously made a horrible mistake. What? Are, are you working for George Shea? No. <laughs> He's right behind you in his little hat. What? A little hat? Done. I'm done with him. I, I, I don't like someone with a little hat. It's villainous. Yeah. That is a very complicated question because it like brings up a million other debates. But as far as professional eating goes, it was an all genders contest up till 2011. But the second place eater for a long time was a woman named Sonia Thomas, who went by the Black Widow. And she is just like, the coolest person in the entire world, even if you know like a little bit about hot dog eating contests, everyone remembers that like Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut had this very famous rivalry. But in every single one of those pictures and at every single one of those contests, Sonia Thomas is there and always coming in like the top three to five positions. She was really amazing. She doesn't compete anymore, I think, to like protect her body, which is fair. You do have to stop at some point. Right. The Olympic swimmers aren't doing it at 50. I'm looking at this woman. She's, yeah, no, you've answered the question resoundingly. This Sonia Thomas seems just as good as the best of the best. For the listeners who are unfamiliar with this Nathan's hot dog eating contest, what are the actual rules? How does it work? (laughs) So it's changed over time. It's a 10 minute competition. You're eating only Nathan's hot dogs. And it's just as many hot dogs as you can eat in 10 minutes. You get unlimited glasses of water to dunk the buns. And it's announced live on ESPN every year. And 76 is the all-time record. Yes. And that is like by a lot. Like I think that the highest, even the second place, like the guy who comes in second place is close to my heart because he's from near where I grew up. He's like, I think in the 50s, most people cannot eat 76 hot dogs. Joey Chestnut really had this like <laughs> jokerifying moment in his career where he just got so good. Some people would say that the contest gets a little boring because there's no, he's really just competing against himself at this point. There's mm-hmm. no question he'll win. It's just like, will he beat his record from last year? So 76 is his record. And that was the year I got to go and I saw it. And when was that? 2021. That must have been an iconic day for you. You're getting out of the pandemic. You're like there doing the thing you love most in the world. It was a great day for me. It was a little scary because it was like the first crowd I had been in. And I was still learning a lot at that time. And so there were definitely like rituals that I didn't know. It was a really intense day. And then they bring out this gigantic pyramid of hot dogs for Joey to eat. He doesn't eat them all. And then at the end, they just kind of like give the rest out to random people. It's I got one of Joey's trash hot dogs. The people I was with was like, "Mm, don't eat that. But I had to. Yeah. Well, it was special. Was Was it delicious? No, it was pretty bad. (laughs) It had been out for a while. At least 10 minutes. Yeah. It was a little wet because the backsplash from... I'm taking myself back to that COVID-y time. And I may have been one of your friends urging you, maybe don't do that, but you're fine. You're yes. here. It worked out okay. It would have been my spider biting me, you know? But yeah, Joey is the undisputed champion currently. He and Kobayashi were neck and neck for years. Kobayashi, the last year he competed, was getting these horrible raw deals. He really wasn't able to make a full-time living the way his contract was structured. They were trying to force him out. And then his mom passed away and he was just having a really difficult time. And he's like, I'm going to compete. And then he like very narrowly loses. And then that's the last time that he ever gets to compete. And then in 2010, he iconically comes back because he is the greatest showman to me. Like Joey Chestnut can eat a load of hot dogs, but 
he's like not a showman in the way Kobayashi is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So once Kobayashi is ousted, he comes back to the contest, even though he's technically not allowed to compete. <gasps> and he's wearing this shirt that says Free Kobe. And during the contest, he gets on stage. And then George Shea has him arrested <gasps> like during the broadcast. My gosh. I mean, that's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. But yeah, so he had Kobe arrested and that was the last time Kobe ever appeared. He might still come back. I mean, if the commissioner of Major League Eating had me arrested at the last competition, I would not come back. This is why you're not a Major League Eating champion. Kobe's got the juice. He's got the juice, baby. How many hot dogs could like I eat? Because I've never tried Ooh. to eat as many hot dogs as I can in 10 minutes. What is the number? How many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes, Ellie? I think I could eat four. Four feels achievable. It feels achievable. It's not going to set any record. I mean, yeah. four definitely feels achievable. I would be like, oh, I don't feel well. Right. But 10, I definitely couldn't eat one hot dog every minute. I have to ask, Jamie, have you ever competed in a hot dog eating competition? Only like one that lasts like a minute. I've done like a speed round. I've never committed to the full 10 minutes. I don't know if I could. I worry about choking. I've eaten two hot dogs in one minute. That I know I can do. Two hot dogs in one minute. Wow. I don't think I could keep that pace, though. Did you do the dip in the water strategy? Yeah, I did it at a show a couple of times, but it doesn't feel good. I don't no. know how you can add 74 to that count. I mean, Joey's like a monster. That's what I don't understand is that all of these, when I hear of incredible feats, and this falls in that category because it's unbelievable, there is always purpose behind it. That's what I keep hearing from all the champions and my Peloton instructors, you need to have purpose behind what you're doing. So what is their purpose? Again, it is an unrelatable goal because I don't understand what is the glory. And I don't doubt that it's glorious. I just can't understand it. Yeah. But I think you get it. It took me a while to better understand it. But I think it really is just like, why does any athlete tear their body to shreds? Yeah. There's purpose in it. There's attention in it. There's also this bizarro, jingoistic quality to this contest. It's very like America in a way that can be a little scary. Once I started viewing it actually as a sport, then I'm like, well, I don't understand why people play football. Right, it seems right. like a great way to bonk your head and kill your wife. I have the exact opposite Here intuition we go. because there is an appeal <laughs> of just winning, right? Right. Like some stranger just throws a board game on a table and is like, let's play. I would definitely sit down and I would try to win that board game, right? And I don't care about moving little plastic pieces around a board, but I do like winning. So that I think is a fundamental appeal to all competitive sports. To me, there is something even more base humanity about eating. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, right. It's just like, I can eat the most, or I can smash the most, That's right? Like, like yeah. boxing, right? Talking it through, I totally agree with that, Scott, that it's primal. Boxing, wrestling, eating. They're all like, yes, human can do. <laughs> I think you're right, Scott. Like the focus on like hyper consumption and just like the endurance element of it. And then for Joey Chestnut, God, this is like the worst part of it is at the end of the contest, like he's like just eaten 76 hot dogs. And then they make him stay on stage and answer questions for reporters for 20 minutes to prove that he doesn't just go and like empty himself. And do they? I mean, is that I have to imagine that's what happens. We don't 
No, like it's very, very difficult to find out. For one, I've gathered kind of like this tacit code of ethics with eaters of like, they don't talk about what happens after. They'll brush it off and they're like, I'm usually fine by the next day. And then you're like, okay, but what happens on the day? It's weird because you're not like, oh, you just ran a marathon. How do your legs feel? Like you're asking something very personal of like, hey, are you throwing up all night? That is shocking to me that it's not discussed. What do they have for dinner? Well, that's a great question. I don't know. Joey, the year that I saw him, like he was out that night. Like he was out hanging out with some women that were dressed up as mermaids, like near a pool. And I was like, where the hell is he? How is he alive? I mean, he just won the Super Bowl. He got a gold medal. Like it makes sense that he'd be out partying. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, that's the other thing is there's a lot of dating inside of the hot dog eating community. Hot dog eating or like, does it ever cross over between other foods? It's kind of all one community. It's very rare for an eater to only compete in one food. Like mm -hmm. Joey Chestnut is the king of hot dogs, but he places fifth or sixth in other contests. Oh, He's not the okay. king of eating. And then there's right. like some people that are really good at like oysters. Is there an all around king of eating? I think Joey's probably as close as it gets, but there's definitely people who are not like super famous that hold more records than Joey. It's just most people care about the hot dog eating contest. Outside of that, it's very like local and sparsely attended. I've been to like a few local contests and you're just like, what are we doing here? If you had to pick any food to compete in one of these contests, what would it be? Oh, hot dogs is a solid choice. One that I'm curious about and I kind of want to see live is popcorn because that just seems like a totally separate skill set. Do you think that the world's best popcorn eater eats like four garbage bags full of popcorn? <laughs> well, by our first approximation, Joey Chestnut is able to eat 
mm, 30 times as many hot dogs as a normal person in 10 minutes. So 30 times the amount of popcorn you would normally eat is quite a bit of popcorn. That's a lot of popcorn. It sure is. I would do something like a Twinkie, which I know everyone's like, duh, it's a sponge cake. The risk of choking is low. I'm looking at Sonia Thomas's records. <laughs> They're asparagus eating, weirdly popular. Joey Chestnut came up Oof, in the asparagus no. eating circuit in San Diego. No. Veto. <laughs> Stupid question. Cooked asparagus. Steamed. I believe, yeah. I could do that. Although raw would be a totally different. Raw would be a different beast. With asparagus, is that like a smell right. thing you have to get past? See, I'm thinking of going into it. You should do it. I love Steamed asparagus. They've got tater tots, tacos, pulled pork, pizza, oysters, moon pies, lobster, oysters. jambalaya. And this is the Black Widow's record. She has records in all of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she's, oh, wow. she's a legend. Everyone has their own variant on training because there's no trainers for this. So Sonia Thomas, I think she would do like an uphill treadmill thing for like two hours every single day. And she said she ate pretty normally, but she started as a Burger King manager on an Air Force base. And that's how she got interested was like, she just was eating these huge Burger King lunches and then exercised a ton and like stayed tiny. And she was like, well, this is pretty cool. (laughs) And then learned about competitive eating and was like beating Kobayashi within two years of starting. She's so cool. Wow. Wow. Rags to riches. I mean, that's a true talent discovered. So when she just like orders breakfast, do you think she has like 15... Sunny side up eggs. I hope so. God, I hope so. Like I said at the beginning, I've been confused by the spectacle. And you have not exposed, because one can't really expose the man behind the curtain. Or shall I say how the sausage gets made? Because we don't know how they can fit that much hot dog in their bodies and what happens afterwards. And I guess I don't want to know because it seems like it's never discussed. (laughs) When I was at the event, I was asking what is appealing about this. I don't know. It's not like watching an Olympic swimmer or a professional ballerina. This feels like something that anyone could do where it's like when you don't I don't know like I don't go to a football game and be like how would I do in a football game but it's like achievable exactly that's exactly it it's achievable because you have the tools Mm -hmm. presumably you have the teeth you have teeth (laughs) you have a tummy this is something that I knew so little about I feel like I've gained such a greater appreciation for the sport and why it is in fact a sport yeah but they still seem like regular people. I feel like there's not a lot of sports like that. Jamie, thank you so much for chatting with us about this love and for enhancing my own love of the sport. I think I was definitely born to love this. I'm going to get into the chugging videos. I'm going to be looking up. I'm going to look up Badlands. Badlands I'm going to Sonia the Black Widow. But thank you so much, Jamie. Of course. Thank you for having me. Don't go yet. We've got a little game we play with everyone. It's called Love It or Loathe It. We'll play it with you when we get back. Okay, Jamie, we're going to play a quick game called Love It or Loathe It. We are going to throw a few items your way, and we want to know if you love the item or loathe it, and there can be no in-between. Okay, Jamie Loftus, love it or loathe it, pigs in a blanket. Ooh, love it. 
Love it. A classic. It's how rich people eat hot dogs. They have to do this little thing to make it feel okay for them. But I appreciate it. I love when a guy in a suit hands me a tiny hot dog. It just feels incongruous. I love it. Yes. Yes. I'm going to make a bold claim. I think I could eat 76 (gasps) figs in a blanket in 10 minutes. Very bold claim by Scott straight out of the gate. But I mean, aim (laughs) big. Dream high. (laughs) The look on Ellie's, Ellie's face. I would say skepticism bordering on disgust. It was just so arrogant. I mean, (laughs) Scott, there's actually a contest you could compete in in upstate New York. They're tiny hot dogs. And they used to do this thing called the hairy arm where this guy named Gus would line up his hairy forearm with tiny hot dogs and then slide them off his arm and onto your plate and you'd have to eat them all. The health code doesn't let that happen anymore. (laughs) All right, love it or loathe it, Jamie, ghosts. Ooh, I love ghosts. Because you host a ghost-related podcast, is that right? Yeah, I did a history of American spiritualism and Americans trying to talk to the dead with mixed results. How comforting. If ghosts do exist, it's the best thing you could discover. It means there's a little bit more to this world than you thought. I agree. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I like the idea of people sticking around and I like the idea of sticking around myself. Like you're like, oh, something to do. I'm with you on this. I also love a ghost. Born to love haunting. (laughs) (laughs) You guys both love haunting people. I don't know, man. No, we love sticking around. Just a gentle haunt. Yes. Nothing weird. They seem pretty unhappy, ghosts. Bad PR for ghosts, mostly. I know. It shouldn't be that way. Okay, Jamie, love it or loathe it? Shrek. Oh, love it. Wow. All these things I love. This is great. My dad, also, huge lover of Shrek. If we are (laughs) debating what to watch, it's always go-to Shrek. And I don't disagree. I mean, I love, I also love Shrek. It's a classic. Scott, where do you stand on Shrek? It's a classic. I don't know. I think I might have to say Lowe's. I liked the first one, but then, I don't know. It's, it's, it got tired. I'm a big Mike Myers fan. I like Eddie Murphy. Love Antonio Banderas. So maybe I do love Shrek. (laughs) There's so many good Shreksters. Love it or loathe it. We all know that you love hot dogs. Mm -hmm. What about cold cats? Stupid. What? (laughs) Stupid. Cold cats. Explain your dad joke. Loathe. I I, I got there. I got there. Warm up those cats. I love them. I love those cats. Cats. I'm a cat guy. I'm a cat guy. But why are they cold? Yeah, why are they cold? Warm them up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love it or loathe it, ABBA. This is a divisive band. Ooh, I was having this argument with my parents last (gasps) week. I love ABBA. They loathe ABBA. So I think it's a generational thing. They hated ABBA. I just went to see my high school perform Mamma Mia. Mama's Mia-ing over at Brockton High School right Uh, now. I'm like really (laughs) impressed. What drew you to your alma mater high school to see one of their shows? Well, I was touring and happened to be in the Boston area the weekend of the Big Spring musical. And I loved doing those musicals in high school. And they're genuinely, I was like, I wonder if they're as good as I remember. They were really good. I brought my boyfriend as a test subject to be like, was this mama actually Mia-ing as hard as I felt? And he was like, yeah, no, she's she's got the juice. She was really good. Another one, you love it or loathe it, comic strips. Ooh, ooh, this is hard. There's so many bad ones. I will say love it, but it's hard because there are some that really leave a bad taste in your mouth or just straight up boring. 
And you're like, well, who the hell is this for? I do love comic strips, though. It's so weird that they're still in newspapers. I don't know who's looking at them. Love it or loathe it, cruise control. Hmm. I don't even feel qualified because the twist, I don't have a driver's license. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Loathe it then. Well, maybe you love it because it would help you drive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would make my life easier. I think I would say love it. I don't have strong driving opinions. I don't feel entitled. I find cruise control so scary. It freaks me out that there are more options to not pay attention to the road. Yeah. That's it. That is scary. Oh, they're great. You would love a little (laughs) vehicle called the Kia Sorento. Jamie just picked one up. Sorento head. Yeah. Are you a Kia Sorento head? (laughs) I once had a Corolla. I was a Corolla head. Mm. Highly stealable car. Was it stolen? No, I gave it to 1877 Cars for Kids. I I needed it out of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I could understand that. I mean... You know when you just have to get rid of a Corolla quickly and you can't really get into it? Yep, 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 Yep. no questions. Speaking of cars, love it or loathe it, the Batmobile. (laughs) Oh, I guess I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fast. (laughs) How would you say it compares to the Frankmobile? Oh, see, you're already updating your language. I'm not ready. They just started calling the Wienermobile the Frankmobile. Yeah. I mean, in a race between a hot dog-shaped car and the Batmobile, who would win? I do think, unfortunately, the Batmobile would win, but the Wienermobile would be remembered. The Batmobile screeches by and the kids are like, whoa, look at that. And then the Wienermobile comes by, the kids would be like, I'm into that one. I prefer that one. Well, the Batmobile doesn't give you free whistles, so they should really think about that. Maybe if Batman started giving out little whistles to the children. Is that a thing that the Wienermobile? Yes, it is. I would expect them to give out free hot dogs. They don't give you hot dogs on the Wienermobile, which is really confusing. They just give you whistles. There's no hot dogs in there. No, that's incredibly confusing. Also, a lot of people in the Wienermobile who drive together end up getting married or other stuff, too. Other stuff. Becoming intimate. (laughs) I'm not surprised, though. They kiss in the Wienermobile. Yeah. Someone should take a black light to the Wienermobile. I have some suspicions (gasps) and questions Uh, about what goes on in there. I mean, that's a documentary right there. This is a PG podcast, Jamie. Like the hot dog eaters after the contest, you just kind of don't need to know. I wonder if that's true for all phallic-shaped cars. Like, if you were driving any phallic-shaped car for any period of time, if you would end up falling in love with your co-driver. I think that's inevitable. If you see that much wiener. It's the power of suggestion. Jamie, you won. You won Love It or Love It. Congratulations. Thanks so much. (laughs) You didn't know you could win or lose the game, but you won. Thank (laughs) you so much for being here. Obviously, you have your book that is out now. Is there any other projects you want to talk about or plug? I've got a bunch of podcasts you can check out. There's uh, Ghost Church Act Cast, which is about the history of the Kathy comics. And then there's My Year in Mensa, which is about the time I infiltrated Mensa. And then I got to write a book about hot dogs. Jamie, thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Dinkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fales, 
Alex Coral and Bahid Frazier. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 